All right, everybody, welcome back to Farmer's Jam Radio. We've got a very special guest for you today, Menia Chester, who is farming in both Augusta and Milledgeville, as you'll find out in this interview. Prolific human being in terms of what she does and offers, a singer, a chef, she runs a business, she's a former extension agent. We'll, we'll get into all of that, but a really great person uh, who I was fortunate enough to meet through Farmer's Jam. So uh, Menia applied for fruit trees from Farmer's Jam. We were happy to send her home with some fruit trees. They're already in the ground. She's already dreaming of some persimmon butter. And uh, what a beautiful interview. Just so grateful to meet people and, and find out more about you know, their interests and, and beliefs and values. And so, uh, you know, this is really what Farmer's Jam is all about, bringing people together, building relationships, growing fresh, healthy food, sharing what we know with others, and was just really grateful to have this conversation. So before we get into there, I wanna remind you that you can now pre-order Farmer's Jam online. We can specifically pre-order our strawberry lemonade flavor, and this is important now because we sell out of strawberry lemonade every year. It's by far our most popular flavor. So if you wanna guarantee your supply, go ahead and pre-order some jars www.thefarmersjam.com head over to the website check it out go ahead and get your pre-order so you'll be set for the year one last thing before the interview i kind of messed up technically so uh, this interview sound quality may not be as good as you're used to but doesn't take away from the high quality person we interviewed so i'm gonna get out of the way send you all to this interview we'll be right back after the break All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, very happy to be on the phone here with another farmer who we were able to support with our fruit tree giveaway. Mania, thank you for making the time to be with us today. Thank you so much for having me. So you um, are in the process of figuring out your uh, farm operation. Right now we're going with the name Latrell's Farm. Um, but I know that you have kind of an extensive history within agriculture. And I was wondering if you can just share a little bit about, you know, sort of like your farm or your agriculture story and how you got to where sure. you are today. Sure, sure, sure. Well, I grew up in a rural area in Milledgeville, Georgia. But um, not only that, I am the former cooperative extension director for Fulton County. So I have the Ag, 4-H, and Family and Consumer Sciences, which is home economics. I have all of that mixed in together. And um, I believe that I have an extensive background in our urban agriculture. And um, lived and I lived in Tallahassee for a couple of years. So I worked with some um, people in South Georgia as well. So learned the um the rural piece from there. Um, but I also like to teach people where their food comes from. Um, most people think that their chicken comes from the grocery store. They have no mm -hmm. connection to um, the soil or to those other pieces. So my job is to show people um, where their food comes from and how to prepare it in an amazing way. And so if I'm not mistaken, is, is your current operation is out in Augusta? Um, actually, I have two, um, Augusta oh. and in Milledgeville. Yes, I planted my trees in my place in Milledgeville, along with my oh, other okay. trees. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, so my, just, goal, my goal is to, to, yeah, my goal is to make sure that um, those trees turn into some amazing something to eat. The things that come from those trees, excuse me. So if there's like, I know I got like a persimmon tree, so I had some amazing persimmon butter um, that I just mm. want to duplicate, and I'm excited about it. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, I value added products from fruit. You know, that's that's what we're all about. So I I definitely yeah. um definitely am about that. I I brought up Augusta mainly just to say it sounds like you have covered just about every inch of this state. Yes, yes, yes. And this side of the state is kind of new to me. Um the soil looks different. Um it, it's just a, a different climate for me. So, um it's exciting to learn everything about this side of the state yes definitely a lot more coastal are you dealing with a bit more sand in your soil over there yes yes i was um helping um one of my family members with their they have a raised bed garden but they have like 20 plots oh wow. <laughs> and i was like this soil looks so different than um it, we have red clay in middle georgia mm-hmm. um and so we have to amend it quite a bit quite a bit so um this is just different i couldn't imagine anything growing in this soil we tested the soil to them um the soil to the extension office to have it tested you know i I have my extension background so i believe in doing things the science-based way and um and it was fine and i couldn't believe that (laughs) (laughs) so we ended up growing some amazing things there so uh, it was great and we had an overabundance of uh tomatoes and peppers (laughs) wonderful well, I think that, you know, that experience in particular, to me, really highlights the value and importance of local food-based systems. Because as you have just described, even in one state, which is a huge agricultural state, we have so many different types of soil depending on where you are. And it, it sort of, to me, highlights the value of, you know, making sure that uh, people, farmers on the ground are really having the resources that they need to uh, do what's best for their soil, do what's best for their community. It's very hard to prescribe a sort of national or standard program where even in a state like ours, you have a huge diversity in the soil and in the communities uh, that people are serving. And from what I understand, your work really seeks to, you know, be on the farm, seeks to kind of uplift farmers and, and work with farmers. Um, and when we met, you had mentioned something about some upcoming workshops. So I was wondering if you can describe some of the workshops you teach and, you know, what are some of the uh, concepts that that you cover and help farmers with? Sure. Um, I try to make sure that um, farmers get the latest and greatest uh, information. And I I also... um, not only do I work with farmers, I work with people who do backyard gardening as well because mm-hmm. we're still trying to teach people how to do, how to live off of what they have. And um, so we, I teach people about container gardening and all of that. But my upcoming um, class is um, a plant and soil class, and uh, it's five days long. <laughs> um, it's one and a half hour for each class, um, and they'll learn about anatomy and phys- uh, the anatomy of plants, um, they'll learn about the soil, um, and then the last day we'll talk about uh, vegetable gardening. Um, and this is in conjunction with Florida A&M University um, Extension Research Center. 
And so at the end of this, this class, um, or th these classes, they'll get a certificate. Participants will get a certificate um, that says that they've attended this class, and it's from Florida A&M University. Oh, very cool, very cool. People can actually get certified growing. Well, I guess. <laughs> and then the, our next class is going, in April, it's going to be um, about uh, strawberries and other berries that can grow in this climate and low-cost hoop, excuse me, low-cost um, high tunnels. Mm. Now, high tunnels, just for anyone who isn't familiar, uh, is sort of, it's kind of like a greenhouse. Um, it has a similar effect, but it's it's not really the same. I actually recently... Uh, learn the the difference between things like a wind tunnel and a high tunnel and a and a greenhouse and they're subtle but the point is that it's about um, uh, controlling some of the environment uh, being able to extend your seasons a bit uh, a bit longer. Um, yes. Are are high tunnels? Do you typically see? I mean, I know farmers use them, but do you know of any like gardeners who are using them or 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 what? Yeah. What? How, who's typically a lot. Yeah, yeah, I don't see a lot of gardeners using them. I do see um, farmers using them, especially um, where it's extremely hot or it's extremely cold. It's extremely mm. hot in North Florida. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's like South Georgia. Um, it's so hot for me. I walk around with an umbrella <laughs> oh, yeah. um, because I walk around with my own shade because it's just like, my. you know, I lived in downtown Atlanta for so long. So um, my skin was just like, no, we're not taking this. <laughs> so I burn easily. <laughs> Um, so anyway, um, yeah, and I did some research with um, the Florida A&M University uh, farm on um, we, we had strawberries in the tunnels and we also had habaneros. And so the habanero plant lasted for like three years. Oh, my gosh. Three years. Three years. Yes. Wow. That's, a, that's a basically a habanero tree at that point. <laughs> it was definitely a tree. I mean, it was just so bulky. and I mean, it wasn't tall or anything, but it was very fibrous, the plant was. So it was it was like a little tree, like a little bonsai tree. <laughs> the spicy bonsai tree. <laughs> spicy bonsai tree, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's great. So um, I'm curious about, uh, well, actually, real quick, how do people um, get plugged into your workshops? Okay, so they could go to my website uh, or um, Facebook or Instagram. Um, my website is southernjazzandsweets.com. Um, as you can tell, I started out making sweets and trying to, um, and I do have a catering business as well. So southernjazzandsweets.com is there. And then um, I have recipes and I talk about my upcoming workshops and my blog. And then um, Instagram and Facebook is Dessert by Latrell. And Southern Jazz and Sweets comes about as because I'm a musician as well, so I might be I might have a, an event on a farm where I'm <laughs> singing, and you're going to have some amazing um, locally produced food by me <laughs> um, because I just think that people need to know more about their food, and they need to know, hey, there are different ways. We're in the South, so we need to know different ways to prepare our collard greens. I make an amazing raw collard green salad. But most people in the South would go, oh, no, I'm uh-uh, no, I need my vegetables cooked with meat. I need them this way, this way, and this way. So trying to open the minds of um, my fellow Southerners here. Okay, so I, 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 okay, 
There's so much to unpack here. You are you're so <laughs> prolific. You're you're growing food in two different places. You're teaching people how to grow food, teaching people how to cook. You're hosting events, and you're making desserts. This is this is fantastic. I didn't I had no idea you had so many things going on. But let me start real quick with the collards because I remember the first time I had raw collards, and I had that similar sort of. You know, raising an eyebrow like, what? I mean, I don't, this isn't what you're supposed to do. But I had the salad and it was fantastic. So I'm with you on that one. Um, in terms of music, what 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 do you play? Do you, you sing? Do you play any instruments? Mm-hmm. I sing. I play the piano, but I don't play that in front of anybody. But I, in order mm. to be a good jazz vocalist, you have to be able to um, sit down to the keyboard and really vocalize some things. So... Um, yeah, I sing jazz and I use the music to kind of get people interested in things that I do as an extension, as an extension director, I created a program. I'm, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Fulton Fresh. I created that program. Oh, um, wow. It was, ex- it was expanded to the Cab County and some other rural, some, excuse me, other urban counties around the state. And this program was created to help people help, um, uh, communities recognize what food deserts are and to teach people where the food comes from. So I um, would try to work with local farmers and I work with the Georgia Department of Ag to make sure that we got as much locally grown produce um, that we could because, um, when you know, when tomatoes are in, tomatoes are in and that's all you're going to get. So we needed to diversify a little bit. And then I got an overabundance of collard greens once. And I was like, what am I going to do with these greens? How can I teach people to eat collard greens in different ways? And so um did some taste tests and came up with this amazing salad. Um And even my own dad is like, uh, that might be pretty good. I, 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 you need to make that again. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um just trying to help people live healthier and be healthier, whether that is being a farmer and learning more about, you know, how to make your business better, or you are a, a consumer who's wanting to um, learn how to live better by creating, about um, using different recipes and, and helping to reduce chronic diseases in our state. Yes, I'm totally with you there. Um, and that is that is a really really powerful message. So thank you for for doing that work and sharing it with us as well. Um, it kind of brings me to sort of the last topic I wanted to <clears throat> chat with you about, and I, I feel like you're you're going to be right. Uh, you know, your, your your finger is on the pulse of where things are going and and what people are are doing and, and seeing in agriculture. You know, from my perspective, I think. You've seen a steady, steady increase over the last 10, 15 years of people wanting to take more control of their food and their health and do it in a more environmentally friendly way and in a way that also supports their neighbors financially. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that that dramatically picked up uh, in 2020 uh, when, you know, we were all stuck inside and there were empty shelves on the grocery stores during the pandemic. I'm curious to see as we're coming out on the other side of that, you know, are you still seeing the same kind of commitment to buying local and to people really wanting to take control over their health and their diet? I think so. Um, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you about the Augusta, what I see in Augusta and what I see in Milledgeville. In um, Milledgeville, which is a more rural environment, um, 
I grew up having, we, we didn't buy vegetables. Everybody on, on my street, we all had, you know, gardens. I didn't grow up on a farm. But, you know, my granddaddy was, you know, dealing with at least a half acre. The neighbor had a half acre that he was working with, you know. And so we all had, like, the, the everybody's backyard was just straight down the road. You know, if you somebody had corn, somebody had tomatoes, we all shared vegetables with each other. Mm. And that's what I see that's happening in, in Millersville. Um, and we have community gardens that's coming up. We, in my, my old elementary school was turned, the, the playground and everything was turned into a fruit orchard and a community garden. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, it's beautiful. I have to see you some pictures. Um, and so it's a pretty cool thing to see. And I'm trying to get younger people involved in working, in, in learning how to do this because if you know how to grow, a tomato plant or you, you, you'll, you'll always eat, you know, you don't have to have a, I tell people you don't have to have 10 acres to grow anything. You can grow something in a pot and, and, you know, I can teach you how to grow um, several things in there in, in this particular pot. And so in Augusta, what I'm seeing is people are just getting on the local food bandwagon. Um, you know, Atlanta has been, moving towards this for many years, but I just, I see it just starting here and it's very exciting to see, um, people getting into, um, using heirloom seeds and, um, how, how do I do this? How, and so they're, they're very interested in, in coming to my classes. My class filled up immediately. Wow. Um, I just put it on Facebook and it just filled up so quickly. And I was like, wow, there's a need here. <laughs> yes, yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about what I'm seeing. So I, um, as you were chatting, was reminded of a similar conversation I had recently with our friend Cam, who he, he's a singer in the band, but he has a uh, nonprofit organization called Plantlanta. And they, last year, did a full school takeover, led a bunch of different ag and cooking classes. But it was similar to what you were saying, like a, a really trying to get young people engaged um, and teaching them the importance and values of all of this. And I asked him because he had mentioned his grandfather was a rice farmer. And I was curious about, oh. you know, yes. Well, and, but I'm, so you bring up the, the desire for people to really grab onto this and get this knowledge. Do you do you um, sense also that there's been this sort of one generation or a generation and a half that was like, we don't really want this lifestyle anymore. And now we've kind of lost so many of these systems and skills. I agree, yes. And what's so interesting is, I was just talking with someone the other day. Uh, my grandmother used to say, I do not understand why you want to make your own jelly. I don't want you to work this hard. And I said, doesn't it taste better? She said, yes. Now give me a jar. <laughs> 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 uh, but, you know, I, I do think that we are, we moved away from that. It's so much easier to go to the grocery store and just pick up your own um, jelly or peanut butter or um, eggs even. And I grew up not, I mean, we had chickens. I wanted to go to the grocery store and buy chicken, buy, buy eggs so badly. I'm like, why do we have to have tomatoes? Um, green? Can we just buy tomatoes from the grocery store? And so now I truly appreciate, I truly appreciate the way I grew up. I really do. Um, because um, with that Fulton Fresh program, 
I would give people green tomatoes and red tomatoes. I made sure they had, you know, so they would have tomatoes for a week or so till we came mm-hmm. back for the next class or whatever. They had no idea what to do with this green tomato but fry it. And I said, if you just put it on your countertop or put it in a windowsill, you'll have a red tomato in in no time. And they didn't know that. They had no idea. Um, so we have some work to do. <laughs> and my job is to help educate our community, um, whether you are at the beginning or middle or you already have a lot of knowledge there's still stuff that you can learn or you can help me get out here and educate our community. But we need to teach people about where their food comes from so that they will purchase um, from our local farmers. Because, you know, going to a farmer's market, yes, going to a farmer's market is intimidating to some. Mm -hmm. Because they have no idea. Yeah. So we have to educate them or help in a gentle way, though. I totally agree. You know, we have to, to meet people where they at. And I think farmer's markets... Um, unfortunately, we're kind of designed and curated for a certain type of person um, and, and ha- have some work to do to be, you know, fully um, inclusive. Um, but yes, and not everyone is going to want to be a part of a farmer's market lifestyle regardless. Um, it may not be possible for you to get somewhere on a Saturday morning or a Thursday evening, um, you know, regardless. So. Uh, but I wanted to pick up on something that, that you said, and I think you really epitomize, which to me, I always think about gardening and growing food as just the constant learning process. Because you're, you're never finished learning about gardening. Like, there, you know, you, you never, even once you get certified, as we sort of joked about earlier, there's always something to learn. Something's always changing. Um, and so I appreciate your commitment to that process and to helping others with it as well. Well, thank you. And I appreciate what you do as well. I just, um, I had an opportunity to spend time with my uncle planting these trees. And he said, how in the world do you think that you are going to plant these trees? I said, oh, I'm just going to dig a hole. And he was like, no, we're going to do this the easy way. So he brings the auger. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I said, oh, thank you. This was great. But he said, you know, you have to brace yourself now. So he let me use the auger. And, um, yeah, I learned a lot about bracing myself because it will, that auger will take you around in a circle. <laughs> and he oh, was like, dear. it's like the circle of, he was like, it's like the circle of life. You've got to learn how to do this so that when you, um, plant your next trees, because he, you know, I, I do plan on planting more. When you plant your next trees, you'll already not know, know how to do this. And so even I'm still learning. Yep. Yep. Always. And growing. So. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, I was, this was such a, a great um, discussion. I've, um, uh, you know, we've been planning to try to do some kind of event in Augusta, some kind of a farmer's jam event in Augusta. So I'll absolutely have to keep you looped in, especially now that I know you're another farmer musician. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, if you're in the Augusta or Milledgeville area, or also, I'm sure, are some of your classes virtual as well? Does it matter where you are? Yes, yes. My cl- the class, the, the plant and soil class is virtual, and the um, berry and um, low-cost high tunnel is virtual, too. Wonderful. So anywhere you are, get plugged in, learn a little something. Mania, thank you once again for joining us. And of course, we wish you all the best of luck with your fruit trees and all of your other ag experiences going on. Thank you. Have a great one. 
All right, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in, enjoying this wonderful interview with our new friend, Media. Can't wait to jam out with her sometime in Augusta. Definitely got to try some of that sweet dessert that she's got rocking over there. Farmer's Jam Radio, as always, is presented by Longleaf Media, hosted by myself and Cam the Man Christian with music by Nomad. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Remember, get those pre-orders in if you want to support local food, local food systems, local farmers like Mania. You know, that's what we are all about. Head over to the website, www.thefarmersjam.com. Get your pre-orders in. Sign up for our newsletter. Stay plugged in to the whole world of Farmer's Jam. You know we're going to have a good time this year. Can't wait to see you all out there. But for now, stay safe and jam on.